Welcome to your mom. Your mom podcast. Your mom's podcast. This isn't any podcast. This is your mother's podcast. My mom's podcast. Nah, dude, she's your mom. With Ashley Allison and Lisa McCaffrey. Your mom is a podcast. Shut up, dude. Get yourself a snack and turn up the volume because you are about to have a great day. You are in the right place, exactly where you're supposed to be. Welcome to your mom. I'm Ashley Adamson, a mom of two young kids in San Francisco. Uh, I felt like they were getting too much attention from me, so I started a podcast on the side with Lisa McCaffrey to talk about parenting. Lisa raised four amazing boys who all play or coach football currently. She's married to three-time Super Bowl champion Ed McCaffrey, but... What the world is starting to realize, thanks to this new platform, I think this is true, Lisa, is that you are the star of the family, something oh. that we've all known for a long time, but it's clear now and everyone's knowing. And if I'm not, I'm going to make my kids say that. Yeah. Exactly. If, wanna, exactly. if they want a Thanksgiving meal, they better say that. Yeah. You're a mom influencer now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've been at this thing for about four months, which is crazy. Um, yeah. It's It feels a little bit like dog years. Like, I feel like we've been doing this for a lot longer than four months in some ways, it's, but- yeah. It's been a blast. I love it. Uh, yeah. And this thing, for those of you who are, are new to our podcast, is interviewing moms of highly successful people to get tips on you know, what they did, what they wish they had done differently, and you know, to hear their own remarkable stories. Because newsflash, moms have their own unique experiences and lives that have nothing to do with their freaking children. Who knew, Lisa? Shocking. Yep. <laughs> so- on that note, there is a ton of amazing mom content on social media. Uh, and our guest today is, at least in my humble opinion, the queen of this space because she threads the needle of being like insanely funny, self-deprecating, and also uplifting, relatable, and just so real. She has an incredible story of her own. Her name is Caitlin Murray, aka the mastermind behind Big Time Adulting on Instagram. She's got a podcast of the same name. Mom of three. She's freaking awesome. And this morning she put out a post that made me feel so much better about all of the dead plants in my house. <laughs> and so, the fake ones that I have. That's, that's fake ones. Without yeah. further ado, Caitlin Murray, welcome to your mom. It is awesome to have you. Oh my gosh. That was such a gratuitous entry. Yeah. Thank you. I'm really excited to be with you guys. Well, what if we told you that we don't actually have a podcast? We just tell people that to make <laughs> friends and see if we can get them to like day drink with us. Yeah, we just well, want to have you. a chat. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, but truly, like for all the horrible things on social media and all the things that we know that social media is doing to our brains, like mm -hmm. this moment right here is why I love it. Because a couple of weeks ago, I slide into your DMs. I say, hey, we have a podcast. We'd love to have you on. And you're like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And love here you it. are on our screen. So this is what is good about social media. Thank you for being here. It's awesome. So excited. Thank you so much for having me. Can we talk about your background? Because it's it's fascinating and, and we'll get to your content and kind of how you got there. But I, I think we need to start with how big time adulting all started. And for people who have followed you for a long time, they know your story. Um, but just can you give us sort of the version, the Cliff Notes version of how this how you got here? Yeah, sure. I mean, I was like kind of laughing there to myself for a second, like, well, how far back do you want me to go? Okay, <laughs> Let's go. This is a podcast. We don't have a producer. We can go as long four. as we want. Anyway, I got my period when I was in. Um, <laughs> yes. The first time you've got felt up. That's what you call it. <laughs> I, 
I was pretty prude actually for a oh. while there. Yeah. Um, well, I can tell you're making up for lost time. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> ladies, ladies, <laughs> and you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> big time adulting is the name of um, actually the first. The first time I used that name was to start a blog that I was writing about my son because he was diagnosed with leukemia in 2016. He was three years old at the time. He's my firstborn. And I had a one-year-old also at that time. Uh, we have one more now. He's three and a half, ruining my life on the daily. Um, very cute, though. As three and a half-year-olds um, do. I can attest to that. Yeah, uh -huh. totally. Um, but so anyway, I, um, I started the blog because I was just writing it as updates to friends and family pretty much on what we were going through at the time in terms of my son's leukemia treatment, which lasted quite a while over three years, um, which is something I found just super shocking out of the gates of, you know, beyond the actual shock of learning that your, your little child has cancer, which is, I think every parent's worst nightmare, um, I mean, there are, there are worse things, but it, that was pretty bad. And um, it was a super difficult time for, for me as a mom. And it was a challenge to me in terms of how I kind of envisioned my life as a parent and a mom at that point. I was still so, felt so new to it. You know, I just sort of felt like I had just gotten my feet on the ground a little bit and then that happened and so I the blog was just about me sharing but it was really like a super cathartic experience for me to put stuff on paper because I I tried to do it with you know anecdotal um bits and pieces of our days at the hospital and and humor and um it just felt good to me so that's how I I started that and then um long story short, I guess I decided to sort of take my show on the road and, and hit up Instagram with it. And, and I didn't really start my page out talking about my son um, all the time. He, he is featured or that part of my motherhood experience is talked about within some of my posts and more so on my stories. If you follow me, you probably see me there more getting real. Um, but that's how it began. So I, I started that about three, my page about three years ago. And it's just been like a really fun, creative outlet for me as a mom, because a lot of the stuff that I was going through before my son got sick was just like, you know, oh my God, like this is fucking crazy town every day around here, you know, with just two little kids who were healthy. And then I felt like once that happened to him, all those things that I was already thinking about raising little kids. I was like, you know what? I can say whatever I want now. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I've been through the trenches here. So uh, come for me. If you want to ask about like whether or not I'm grateful for my kids or challenge right. me on that. It's like, I've been through something very difficult and um, I'm going to, I'm going to say whatever I, whatever I feel about any of it now. So that's how it, that big time adulting was born. I didn't realize, you know, that when I was naming my blog, that it was going to end up being my Instagram page name for all these years now. But here I am. Big you time. You have such a great take on everything that happened. It's like you, like Ashley said, humorous and poignant. Um, do you have like an English background or writing background? Because it's so good. Your take on it. It's oh, it's amazing. Oh wow, God! You guys are just pumping my tires. I don't. I don't have. I just. I like to write. Um, you know, 
just more it's I honestly don't even think my writing is very good I think it's just like you know you put your thoughts on paper and if it sounds real people like it so yeah it's very uh, real which I probably is what people gravitate towards that's what we're sort of learning the more real the better for real because then most people can relate to it because it's real <laughs> yeah and it's something different I think I mean not there are a lot of people out there being real on social media but there are a lot of people out there being kind of you know just showing the highlight reel on social media which is you know sort of a the term that we hear all the time and you know don't just show your your highlight reel but that my page is certainly not a highlight reel um but it's hopefully mostly funny it's my highlight reel i find yeah. myself you know we send like I, i've got a bunch of moms that i am friends with on social media and i feel like we are constantly sending your clips you yeah. know clips back and forth to each other do you how do you come up with because i imagine at some point like you got all this stuff in your head and you're inherently hilarious, like your personality is your personality. But do you try and like, I mean, do you ever feel stressed about trying to come up with, oh, what am I going to post about today? Or does it just kind of pop in your head and you just are inspired and you do it? I do feel stressed about it sometimes. Yeah, yeah I could see that. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I don't feel very funny today or whatever it is, you know. But inevitably, something pops up along the day where... I'm like, this is, this could be funny. This could be something I could make funny. And then I sort of write down a thought or a lot of my yeah. thoughts come to me about what I, what I want to talk about right before I fall asleep. Like, and then I just um, put a note in my phone. I don't know why that's like a productive time for me, Yeah. but um, for some reason it is. And then I, I kind of sit on it and think a little bit more how I want to develop it. And then, but it's done fairly spontaneously and not in a lot of time because I don't have a lot of time. It's like these little yeah. pockets. My three-year-old goes to school from like nine to 1130. So I blink and I have to go pick him up. So if I want to like squeeze yeah. in some, but I do have a babysitter who comes twice a week to help me out. So then I do it too. And then I'm just like whispering in my kitchen or something like that. Which is also what makes it so great too. Yeah. I love those where you're, you're like hiding in a closet. It feels like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. You gotta do, yeah. It's, yeah. It takes what it takes. What Do you have a favorite? Like what was the most viral one? Because I, I feel like I've got a couple that I really love. But what was the most viral one that you've done or that, that you feel like you're like, that one was awesome? Uh, well, I used to do a lot of dancing with my with my little guy, baby. And so there are a couple dancing posts that went viral-ish. And then um, recently I've been using kind of a new tagline. Not that recently, I guess, but get yourself a snack and have a great day. And a couple of those have, have um, been going around. They're like it's the, the best tagline. How did you come up with that tagline? Yeah, Cause it's, so the it's by far the best tagline I've heard. I on. just like get a snack, yeah. like stop yeah. worrying about this. Just eat a snack, do something normal, you know, like just, it's just, who doesn't like snacks? Who right? doesn't like I snacks? Wish I, I wish you had your, your Instagram account when I was coming along. I wish there was Instagram when I was raising mine, because I wish someone had just said that to me, go get a snack and calm down, calm the F down. Please, it's all going to be okay. Your attitude, it's so good. It's so good. I wish someone had told me that. So. Thank you, but I do overthink everything anyway myself. Oh. So it's just like uh, half of the time, it's just me coaching myself right out of my own psychosis, you know? <laughs> I think I we totally all do. get that. Yeah. <laughs> we you have to say that. it out loud. You're like, okay, no, this is what we all should be doing. I, my, I have a, one of my dear friends, Catherine, who I've been friends with since eighth grade. I've talked to her about her before on this podcast, but 
she and I, again, always send each other your videos. She was so excited that you were coming on and she wanted me to tell you that A, she loves you and B, since you were such a big advocate for snacks, what is your favorite snack? <laughs> oh, my favorite snack. It depends on the time of day. Mm. Um, but usually I like a little sweet treat yeah. in the afternoon. Um, a little Same. coffee and a cookie. Oh, good. Yeah, I just, it just... Makes Are you a happy. baker? Like, do you bake your, like, no, guys, yeah, no. store-bought? You cook, yeah. you cook dinner? I cook. I cook a lot. Yeah. I like to cook, although it's becoming more and more of a pain in my ass as time goes on. With Well, it's, it's actually getting less so because the kids are getting older and they actually, like, appreciate some food now. <laughs> and um, it's more just, like, my little one. He's, he's, he makes it impossible to, like, get through the cooking of dinner without having some kind of a meltdown along the way, you know? <laughs> And his name's Luke, right? Yeah. My youngest is Luke too. Oh, is he like a Luke? Is hundred percent. He. I mean, I was listening to some of your 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 comments about him. I'm like, oh my gosh, she had my Luke. It's the same. It's like it's the same. So yeah, but they turn out. I swear, the youngest ends up being the best. Uh, I love to hear that. I also say like this. I always I'm making fun of Lukey so often, right? Like I'm just shitting all over that poor kid all the time. But like, fine. He is also like what I prayed for because I didn't know if I would feel strong enough to go for a third child after what we had been through um, because it was a lot and my son was still in treatment and I was like if I keep waiting to have a third kid I'm not going to do it because I'm going to get too far out of the baby and toddler stuff and I won't have like the patience or the will to go through the pregnancy stuff again anyway but I always wanted three so when I when I was kind of just like asking God for like a little boy full of energy and spunk. Like I just, that's what I wanted. And that's, that's what I ended up getting. So, wow. so I, as much as he challenges me, I'm like, this is exactly what I asked Aww. for. Um, and I know, you know, he, he'll bring me a lot of joy. For I, that come. warms my yes, heart in so many ways. I, I just, and I give you so much credit, Caitlin, because I, I've been listening to, I was listening to one of your podcasts when you were talking about, deciding to go for a third in the midst of what is a very, you know, you've been through and we're still in a traumatic experience of your son being diagnosed with leukemia. You have a, your daughter was how old then? Two? One. One? Yeah. So I just, I mean, that is, you got to be, I think as a mom, you got to be brave and you got to be a little crazy too. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely a little crazy. <laughs> I think uh, you're good crazy. You're the good crazy. Yeah, like in the best way. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I also just, you know, when the way that you say, like, the only way to get through it is to laugh. And we're, yeah. we excel at making fun forward. of our kids. Yeah. Keep going. Just keep going. I love yeah. that, too. No. So. It is. What have you learned about yourself in the process of how, how all of this has come? Because I imagine you never, did, did you ever imagine that this was going to be your track? No. Yeah, of course not. I never imagined anything like this would happen. I mean, I feel like I'm an, I'm an anxious person though, however. Mm -hmm. So I, I can sit in the worst case scenario in my mind for, for quite a bit, if you let me go, if mm -hmm. I don't stop myself, but, um, this is not the worst case scenario, however. So I think that, um, going through this with Callum and being scared and all of that, and people who, you know, see it from the outside are like, oh, my God, like, that is awful. How did you, get, you know, get through that stuff? And I think just the feeling of gratitude for where we were with it. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. So, like, I'm just grateful that 
this treatment process has a good prognosis and yeah, it's going to take a long time and it's going to suck, but I would do it every day till the end of my life. If it meant he would still be here, you know? So that's, that's how you just, I feel lucky. We are very lucky. So, um, I think that's just the, the attitude I tried to adopt going through it. Of course I had some bad days in there and, and days where I felt bad for myself once in a while, but, um, mostly I feel lucky. And talk about at the beginning before he was actually diagnosed, he was sick and you had an instinct, you had a mom inkling or a mom notion that there was something more happening to him than just the flu or just being sick. You knew, and it was you, you're the one that made them, you know, test him and get diagnosed. Yeah. I think when you're a mom, you know, you know, your kids so much better than anyone else. Like we're just studying them from the day that they're born and you just, you know, the, you know, the gate of their stride. And it's like, the, if anything is off, you realize it first. Like I, I know the day before my kids get sick, that they're going to wake up with like a full blown cold the next day. Cause a little something changed in their voice the day before, just like you guys know that about your kids. Um, so basically I think like that, what I learned from that is kind of like the onus is on you as a parent. You're never going to regret going the extra mile and getting something checked out or being the advocate for your kid and being like, no, this is what I believe and think and not being worried about feeling overdramatic or being, you know, a nuisance to somebody else because it's just worth getting checked out. If you have a feeling about something, if you have some evidence there that makes you, I don't like to say that too often to people who are are prone to being overly nervous about things. Cause like, that doesn't mean you need to check everything else, but like, you know, if it's been mm -hmm. over a week and your kid is not getting better and you see them not being more back to themselves, then something underlying might be going on and you got to get checked out, you know, yeah. um, despite what a doctor says sometimes. And you did a whole podcast. It was a great interview with a doctor about health anxiety. And, you know, you kind of opened up about that you had this well before Callan was diagnosed. And you said something in there that stuck with me. You said, you know, like the worry that we care, carry around, or maybe the doctor said it is, is never going to go away or help us or contribute to the eventual outcome. And it's a sad way to live life. And yet so many of us, moms in particular, carry that around and we live in that space. So for someone who was prone to that, has lived through, you know, again, one of your worst nightmares as a parent is having a diagnosis like this for your kid. Is there advice for how to let go of that mindset of how to get it out, that anxiety out of your head? Yeah, that is that I did say that I, um, it's something that like, I continue to, like I'm saying, I coach myself through all the stuff that I talk about and joke about with parenting stuff. Like, don't worry about that stupid shit or whatever, but, um, I'm sorry, is this podcast? Not oh, it's explicit. explicit. Oh, it's God. fucking explicit. Oh, this okay. is, yeah. <laughs> Bring it I on. I just went, I was on some barstool sports recently cursing. So, oh, yeah. Nice. so <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, she actually already talked to a priest about uh -huh. it. And as long as you're not cursing at someone, you're just, it's an exclamatory. You're a yeah. swear yeah. word. Yeah. It's, oh, right. it's not for, just, you're we're all good yeah. so yeah priest, that's and how i feel. fucking party a on priest a pastor i need to find a rabbi to okay it with the rabbi but i got the priest and the pastor are on board you're allowed to curse just not curse at somebody <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I that works for me yeah, yeah pretty much yeah. perfect we're good um, but yeah, so I think like you know when you're coaching like I coach myself through things like mindsets like that where it's like okay 
is my worrying about this is this feeling that I have this deep like weight that I'm carrying on my chest right now going to change anything? No, going to the doctor, maybe if I need to go to the doctor and get an answer for better, you know, like for peace of mind, something like that. Or knowing that if you can just wait this out, like probably everything's going to be okay and stop thinking about the worst case scenario so much. I mean, like my mom would say to me, this is before Callum even got sick, just like Caitlin, there's no allotted amount. I used to think like I've had been, I've been so like lucky. I've had like such a nice life. I'm so grateful for all of this stuff. My mom would say, Caitlin, there's no such thing as an allotted amount of luck that you get in life. Like it's not just gonna, something bad is not going to happen just because you had good luck or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's true. Life is just life. Things are going to happen no matter what, no matter how much you think about it, no matter how much you don't think about it, life is going to happen around us. We should, it's the ultimate next level Zen is relinquishing that illusion of control and living in the moment. Right. I'm not there yet. I'll let you know if I ever get there. That's a hard thing to, to, to tackle. Caitlin, you, I feel like you are speaking directly to my soul right now yeah. because I, it's something that I have struggled with and I've had people, I need to call your mom more often uh, <laughs> because I do, I've had so many blessings in my life. I've had hard things as everyone has had, but I, I, even as a kid, I remember even in high school, I was like terrified that something was going to happen because it all sort of felt too good to be true a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I so lucky that I get to have this family and that I get to go and do these things and I got to go to a great college and now I have a great job and now I've got two kids and a wonderful husband. Like I, it, and a kick-ass best friend and an amazing best friend who I do a podcast with and now a third new best friend who's going to yes. be part of our podcast. I, but I, sometimes I feel like my, you know, to use like a biblical term, like my cup is running over. Mm-hmm. And I had somebody say to me one time, like, it's okay. Like there's more and there's abundance and that is great. And there are going to be times when it's not going to be great, but you'll get through that too. And it's not like we each deserve a certain amount of good fortune or bad fortune. It, that's not the way that it all works. So I, it's something I have struggled with. Literally no, I my think the key life. to it is appreciating, appreciating it, what you have, appreciating yes. what you have. And Caitlin, you do a great job of that. Really good job. And even in the times of trife and struggle, you were, you found a positive to it and laughed. And I love that. That's, I think that's huge. It's very hard to do, but you, that's pretty amazing. You could do that. Thank you. You're welcome. Proud. I'm proud of you. I appreciate that. Very proud of you. Truly. When, when did you start, when were you able to start? I don't want to say laughing about what happened, but when were you able to find humor as um, like a relief after Callum had been diagnosed? Yeah. Um, it's funny. My husband and I, like for so long after he was first diagnosed, like, so he was diagnosed at the end of December of 2016. My husband's birthday is the first week of February. So at that point, that first, like it was about a month and a few days or whatever in change after his diagnosis. And it was my husband's birthday. I said, like, should we go out for dinner? You know, like, do you want to go out for dinner? And like, you know, we get to dinner and we're like trying to enjoy the night and stuff. But inevitably, like we both just ended up in tears, like at that dinner, just looking at each other. But it was like a nice moment for us too, you know, just like there was so much love in the moment itself as well. But it was kind of the conversation was when is it going to feel okay to be like happy and smile again? Um, And it just at some point, 
like you just have to start laughing at things again and just when something funny happens you know let it in and let your heart be open to that and 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 the small wins throughout a day and the little bits of joy that are always there that you can always access like if you want to if you open your heart to it so i think you know it takes a little while sometimes when something like really sad or hard happens to us but just i think i knew in my mind i definitely knew like positively that I would get to that place. It was just a little bit of a matter of time. Probably took a couple of months for me though to, but I mean, listen, right out of the gates, I was making jokes still with the doctors when we were there at the beginning, they were like, you know, anything he can eat is good because he's not going to have much of an appetite or whatever. And, and so they, they like come around at the hospital with like candy carts for all the kids with cancer on the pediatric oncology floor, just like all the things you would imagine seeing in your head and they're handing him like M&Ms and he's eating M&Ms and I would, it's like eight o'clock at night. I'm like, Oh my God, I would never allow this at home. You know? And like I said to the doctor, I was like, hurry up and get this kid better so I can go back to being a bitch mother than I'm used to. Having vegetables now. You're going to ruin him with those M&Ms. Yeah. Yeah. He was probably never happier in his life. Like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, and I do think that humor is part of it. And like, I'm thinking about even just the doctors and the caretakers who are, I mean, think about what that world is, is like. Oh my God. I I just, God bless them a little cry the other day thinking about them because um, I know like at Memorial Sloan Kettering where my son was treated, um, which is like a really fantastic cancer center and they have a lot of breakthrough research programs and that kind of thing. And the doctors there, you know, they lose kids. It happens obviously. And um, they have like a day each year where the doctors like go and and mourn the loss of their patients that they lost Mm -hmm. that year. And just like thinking about how they just put one foot in front of the other every day and go back to work and do their job. Cause they're all amazing too. They have great like bedside manner and um, you know, they have hearts in there and you can tell they're very warm and wonderful people. And the only way you could do that work is if you had a heart that is way bigger yeah. than most people. My, a, a good friend of mine, the one who I mentioned to you before we started this, who lives in Massachusetts, not too far from where you're from, her youngest, she has four, and her youngest um, was born in cardiac arrest wow. and had a heart transplant when she was four months old. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, she was at Boston Children's Hospital, which is the best place that you could mm-hmm. be for cardiac, you know, um, pediatric patients. And it, my time there and just seeing what those caregivers do. And, you know, thankfully, my, my friend's daughter is doing great. She's amazing. She's thriving. She's doing all the things that nobody ever thought she was going to be able to do. But I just think about how intense it was for whatever, I mean, eight months. That, I mean, they were in the hospital for six months, then all the journey beyond that. And it's every single day there's a new patient coming through that room. You know, we lived it sort of for a small amount of time in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things. But I just... I have so much love and appreciation for people who can do that work every single day. It's amazing. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I got to ask you, tell me, give us an update on how Callum is doing now. What, what's he like? What's he into? And how, how's his health? Callum's doing great now. Um, he is, he just turned nine on uh, this past Thursday, November Happy 10th. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, he's in the third grade. He's sharp as a tack, that guy. He's very bright. He's very 
verbal always has been. So his thank you. Um, Anyways, she was talking about your mom. Was, she was, she yeah, was talking about, mom. yeah, your mom my is very mom verbal. Yeah. Is the, she is very eloquent. <laughs> um, so anyway, but Callum, uh, we got him an Apple watch actually for his birthday, which I'm not like really big. We've never given it. This is like by far the most amazing gift that any of my kids have come close to receiving. Usually it's like, here's, you know, your cake. That's like your, yeah. your you know, whatever. But, um, I just, he's getting a little bit more freedom now. We've been letting him like ride his bikes to his games, which are like in a park down the street and stuff. So it's nice to be able to like locate him or if need be, if he needs to get in touch with me, he can. Um, I actually can hear my kids. They just, I know. I hope they come in. Seriously. They bust through the door. I hope they do. I Um, hope they do. But my daughter was insanely jealous over this watch, but basically you can text from the watch. So my husband and I are just getting fucking fired by text by Callum all day long now. And it's just like, mom, I love you. Mom, I'm, I'm watching, you know, whatever show or something. I'm just like, oh my God, this is just a stream of consciousness. coming out. That's amazing. But so he's, he's doing great. Thank yep. God. Good. Um, Good. Yeah. Does he think you're funny? I think he does. Actually. Yeah, he should. Yeah. He'll, He'll appreciate it as even as he gets older. When he turns 13, he may not think you're so I know. We'll <laughs> see what happens. I'll keep you guys posted. It'll be we'll, interesting. Call us if you need a little boost because we'll always think you're funny. So, Thank Yeah, you. we're just going to fluff your feathers anytime you want to come on this podcast. <laughs> I just have, I know your kids are there and we'll let you go and just, I got two last things for you. Uh, One is we, we, yeah, I know we talked about your mom and I loved the podcast that you did with her. Her name is Anne. Yeah. Annie. Yeah. Which is my mom's name. Oh my gosh. And it sounds like your mom was a little, I don't know if she was nervous to do it or if she was just playing around at the front, but like, did you, how did you convince her to do it? Did it take some convincing and and did you actually get her to drink a little bit before that? Oh yeah. We, we went to lunch and had a couple pops at lunch before Smart. we started the podcast. And then she was, she was nervous. She like, if you were just like in person with her, she is super comfortable and just really like warm and engaging and like the most amazing listener of all time. Oh, um, but yeah, she was a little nervous to come on, which I get like when you're right. just being, you know, on a microphone or on, or something like that, a flip switches if you're not used to it if you don't do it a lot it takes time yeah she's not accustomed to it but but she, she was great she found her groove yeah, yeah she was good yeah I could tell like I, it was just so clear she was you, you know you, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because she had the she was quick-witted she was dry, she was hilarious so yeah, I gotta get I, maybe that's what the key is because my mom's nervous to come on and I'm hey, like she, yeah. Yeah, get her, I'm get her like, lit Let's that's what I'm saying. I gotta have yeah. a glass of wine, but then good Lord, we're going to have to edit that whole thing. Cause God, knows. <laughs> God only knows. Um, okay. My, la- the other last thing I want to ask you is the, one of my favorite like short podcasts you did was about making mom friends mm-hmm. and I loved it. It was like so mm-hmm. simple and so spot on, but you talk about like, you know, when you think about it, making adult friends, making friends as adults is a little bit weird. Like kids are so good at it because there's just no pretenses and you can be yeah. like, I like rocks. You like rocks. Let's go hang out and talk about rocks. <laughs> but, best friends. Uh, yeah. And, and I think you said something in there that just totally spoke to me. That is like, you have to also understand that time for yourself is so limited. So 
do you really give a shit? And would it be fun to go hang out with these moms? Right. Or is it like, is it desire for more friendships or is it just FOMO? And I think that is so spot on because I always feel like I need to be engaging more with moms and, you know, my kids' mom, kids' friends' moms. And I just felt like that was exactly what I needed to hear because I have some great mom friends, but I also feel like, I don't know, some of it's just FOMO. I'm like, it's okay that I didn't go to that concert. Or and that you I know what? I remember my kids will bond with some people and I don't bond with the parents and vice versa. And I yeah. love the parents sometimes, but yet my kids won't bond with their kids. And that's normal. That's okay. Just yeah. know, don't force your kid to be friends with somebody just because you're friends with a parent. I know. Yeah. I have some friends who have like boundless energy to be social and like yeah. get out there and get together and that kind of thing. And it just, I think it depends on what type of person you are yeah. sometimes, you know, like you might, I feel like I'm, I am very extroverted, but I'm kind of, I'm like an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert. Like I need a lot of like solitude and quiet time to charge my battery mm -hmm. or like a so social situation. I feel like I get amped up and I, I like being there, but it takes like a lot out of me. So I need like time to recover. Oh my you know? God. Like alone time after that. You're now you're speaking to me because that's exactly how I feel. But I'm, it took me 53 years to realize that I'm just now coming to terms with that. And my husband's like, always gets mad at me like, oh my gosh, you were the life of the party. And now you're just like, you're a deadbeat and you just want to watch TV. I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I I don't know what it is. And he's like, is it me? Do I bore you? I'm like, no, I just need to recharge, I guess. Yeah. Really, so, I mean, that's good that you're so young and you realize that now that's a good trait to know. So good job. Once again, I learn something every day. Yeah. I think you get like, people get self-conscious about like, oh my God, these people are all out together. Like, well, they just might be a big group of fucking social butterflies who like, yeah. want to be with other people all the yeah. time, you know? Um, so it's not like necessarily that you're you're not making friends it's just like that's not really your jam to be with totally others. totally yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. i mean so sometimes you just have to start a podcast a fake podcast to make yeah. friends, which or or, works. An, or an instagram account and just yeah. let all of your wacky thoughts out into the world and then you could be friends with all the people that comment that's what's so fun because they i'm sure you oh. get some great comments i'm yeah. sure you get great ones i'm sure you get like what's yeah, are there i'm sure there me. are trolls as, yeah as i would are. say 99 yeah. percent of people are like awesome and yeah. write really funny things back and and are supportive and super nice and then you just you do get the but you know what it's like funny you focus on that one yes negative comment like oh right my God, it's, this it's, person it's the one that sticks in your head at night I I yeah. know it totally sticks in your head and it's yeah. and I'm also like just go on a nut like then why are you following me like you're just yeah. like somewhere you're else you're just like lying in your bed like thinking like what would I say to that person I if I yeah. saw them in real life what would I say well, if I ever met him in his mom's basement what would yeah, I, I was gonna say, say you'd have to go knock on their grandmother's basement yeah. door and get down there and, and tell them yeah me what did I do to like not doing that surprise bitch I'm a real person yeah. you're not on your keyboard anymore With are you? feelings and a heart. someone told me one time that they're all bots all those really mean comments I, they're all bots they're all fake so I think a lot of them honestly yeah. are which is why I've just I I, I do typically them. ignore them sometimes I call them out in my stories and talk about it because I think that that's funny yes. or there's something poignant that I want to say and make a point about it but yeah I don't actually like harbor it for, for too good long, so. that's good. good and that good. probably takes a little practice too because it's hard I mean I think it's that's a learning the internet's trait. a tough place dude Ooh. no kidding mm. no kidding yeah mm. uh, keyboard warriors are out there yep yeah. Lisa I have to tell you a quick story when I was on the beach this summer 
with my family. We were sitting there, it was pretty empty beach. And then these three like teenage boys, there weren't quite teenagers, they were tweens, I would say, walk by and they they look at my husband and they go, Hey, are you Christian McCaffrey? And what? I, <laughs> they thought you looked just like your son. And I was funny. At that point, I looked at Mike and I go, he goes, he's like a really good football player. And That's I was so like, funny. oh my God. I was like, how old is he? Um, <laughs> and so uh, then when you guys asked me to be on the podcast, I was dying laughing about it. I was like, oh my God, it's Christian. That's okay. Now, wanna, now I want to see a picture of your that husband. That is yeah, the best story. Yeah. You're gonna have to send us one. We'll put it on the podcast. Does he look like? Does he look like Christian? Now that he actually really does have uh, like a resemblance. I mean, he definitely looks older though, and not like that as greatly as Christian. Amazing. What's his forty time? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, is actually fucking fast. Uh, Is is he? he? What's his bench? What has he been? (laughs) Do you think Christian has his double life? Do you think he's like married with children in Westchester, New York? Stockbroker. Yeah. He's not. He pretends to not be good with the numbers, but yeah. maybe secretly he is. In all of his free time. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, that is such a great story. I bet your husband probably felt pretty good. I bet oh, Mike, right? Oh, Mike yeah. is his name. Oh yeah. yeah. He probably I, I, feels like how I feel coming off of this podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you but, have any advice for us? You've been in the space longer. Like what, what oh has worked? God. What have you realized that yeah, moms want or need? Help us. Podcasting advice. Fuck you guys. I have no idea. Mm. I just am like throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks, you know? I yeah. keep like, it because the internet is a funny place or the world is a funny place, the virtual world is a funny place that way. Are we in virtual worlds? I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, the online world. I, it's just one of those things where like sometimes things hit and sometimes they don't and you you don't necessarily it feels like you don't even have a lot of control over that so I just feel like it's if, if it's something that you enjoy and that like feels true to you then and and feels like you really want to do it or share it or whatever then just just do it and stick with like your guns and just be you on there and, and keep going and um not that like I even I don't even know where I'm going with all of Well, that's things. what I was going to ask know, you. I do don't... you have a vision for like what you want? I mean, you're killing it now, but like is there something you that you want to do? You want to write and... a book? Yeah, do you want to start a like a talk show with us or Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, sure, I'd love to. Um <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I actually did a podcast the other day with three people, not my podcast, somebody else's podcast, and I love the three-person dynamic. It's a nice chatter. It is. Um, But I, yeah. So, I mean, that's really nice of you guys to say, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not honestly doing much of anything outside of just posting content and stuff like that. So um, I will see where it takes me. And, and I'm just, I'm like, I'm on the journey right now because I'm still raising my little, like, I'm still pretty much the full time stay at home mom. My my little guy, like I said, doesn't get out of school until I mean, he gets out of school early and, and I'm on for the day. So I don't have like huge pockets of time to achieve my goals right now, but (laughs) there's plenty of time later. Trust me. Yeah. But you are achieving goals. Like you are, are. you're killing it. I'm telling you, there have been so many times that I've just like listened to one of your videos and it was exactly what I needed 
in that moment. And I know yeah. a million other moms uh, feel the same way. My sister-in-law. You make my drive to Greeley so much better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it's so true. nice because, you know, Lisa, I know your kids are older now and stuff too. So I'm always like really flattered and honored by people who say that they relate to the stuff that I do. Cause like you, like I said, like you are just kind of just putting stuff out there, seeing what, what oh, yeah. it's out. fantastic. It's so fun. It's just, it's fantastic. I love listening to, it. I look forward to it. Yeah. It's me through the day. It makes me laugh. Yeah. Do you Thank have you. any, do you have a last, I know I told, I said that I was, this was like my last thing eight times. So this will actually be this <laughs> last thing. That's fine. But do you have a, like, I just, I feel like you've got so many good words of wisdom. Do you have a piece of advice for the moms who are listening to this and the dads. We've got a lot of dads too. I think that listen. moms and dads, I just think like, you just got to do you, you know, and stop. Like I said something recently on a real, just like fuck the noise. You know, there's so mm-hmm. much noise around us and, and it, it can like make you second guess yourself and overthink things and, and just, um, think that you have to do something that other people are doing or pay attention to different trends that are going on and stuff. And and actually none of that stuff is important, obviously, you know, we know that I think in our heart of hearts, but you just have to like remind yourself, like, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, we always say, could you imagine how freeing it would be if you could truly understand how little other people are thinking about you or really give a shit about what you're doing. And if you could really just like, it's so freeing. Cause I think so much of what we end up doing and the decisions that we make in our lives and what we spend money on and all these different things is about how we want people to view us. And like, at the end of the day, yeah. no one really gives a shit. No one like, cares. Cause they're all thinking about themselves. Yeah. And I think people are honestly like super relieved if they find out that you don't really give a shit about mm-hmm. that stuff, because then they don't have to pretend right. like they do too. You know, yeah. it's just like, <laughs> none of that shit matters. It doesn't. <laughs> it literally doesn't. Yeah. I couldn't agree. Okay. Um, well, I hope that you've got a snack waiting for you. I do. I'm ready for a snack. Go yeah. for it. Coffee and I biscuit and cookie. Yeah. That I brought a, I, right I brought now. a fruit roll up. I'm going to get one. I was I the only thing. Out. I looked in my cupboard for a snack, and this was literally the only thing that I thought. Fruit roll could. up. I brought chocolate. Oh, uh, that looks nice. What do you have there, yeah. Lisa? What it's like it's dark. It's the only thing is dark chocolate. I'm a big milk chocolate person because I like the sugar, but I found oh. this in my closet, dark chocolate. So let's yeah. Oh, it's ra- that's the wrapper. It's not like a dark oh, and a yeah. white. Yeah, no. okay. Here. Yeah, that's oh, good yeah. for you. I think dark chocolate is good for you. That's what they say. Yeah, it's good for you. You should eat the whole thing. What's... Jelly beans? Jelly beans. Oh, jelly beans. Those are oh my gosh. Are they, are they uh, strawberry or cherry? They're all red. They're, they're called, it's called fireside. So they're like oh, hot spicy. and some cherry. It's a little spicy. They're so good. So nice. I look for them. Yeah. They're really yeah. good. Oh, it's making my mouth water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good for the digestion. That's what, what, oh, is that some kombucha? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I love kombucha. <laughs> Ashley thought I was like chugging white claws. I did. The first time <laughs> she brought this out, out I'm like, what are you like, drinking right now? It's like hard seltzer. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, I wish she, I wish she was. I do sometimes drink the hard kombuchas, the ones that those have are good. In them. Those are good. Oh, What's yeah, your drink yeah. of choice? What's your one favorite? time I had too many? Um, yeah. because once only once? Well, not in an alcohol way as much as too much kombucha oh it upset your stomach i'm picking up what you're putting down yeah it was a lot it was was a lot of live active cultures let's just put it that way (laughs) and they had a big party for one person in one day (laughs) 
Well yeah. said. A lot of live active cultures. <laughs> oh, Caitlin Murray, you're the best. I, 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 can we do this again, but with wine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to have you guys on my podcast. I was going to say, oh, yeah. we, we thought on. you'd never ask. That's literally yeah. why we've stayed on for so long because we were just waiting for the invitation. Now we can let you go. <laughs> there it is. Oh, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're awesome. Can we, can we get a signature goodbye from you? Because I feel like I just... We, yeah, oh, you know what I have to say. Get yourself yeah. a snack. Have a great day. Let's go. Boom. Thanks for having me. Caitlin, you're the best. Great thanks for you thanks for ignoring your kids for an hour to hang Absolutely. out with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> hey, um, I just want to let you know that if you haven't been using gentle parenting techniques lately, or if you're not doing intermittent fasting, or if your food pantry doesn't look like a fucking museum full of color-coordinated plastic display containers, or if you ate a cookie today instead of worked out, or if your last family trip wasn't a meditative retreat to a unicorn farm in the jungle last year, that you're still okay by me, all right? Fuck that noise. That shit doesn't matter. Now go get yourself a snack and have a great day.